business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta hug. Come out to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Oh, you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Rolling this calls for the old Billy Barul. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! I think it's time we turn that down. What is going on, everybody? Let me turn myself down a little bit. I seem like I'm a little loud there. What is going on, everybody? Saturday night. That's right. Hollywood Hangout. I am very glad to be here. I am not going to lie. I considered skipping the show tonight. Uh (laughs) I completely forgot. I had to go do a scout course to do BB guns and archery today. I had to be up at six o'clock this morning, drive an hour down to where I had to go. And, um, I had to be outside all day. I'm not going to lie. I am fucking exhausted, but I did make it in and I'm here and I'm here to talk a great movie. I'm going to be talking down Periscope from 1996. That's right. Great movie. Kelsey Grammer. I don't think I have ever talked about any Kelsey Grammer movie. Um, many other actors in this movie we have spoke about, but uh, Kelsey Grammer. I really don't think we've ever done a um, a movie or had any. Just I just don't think we've ever discussed him on this show. Um, me, Anthony, even with Smart, I just don't think we've ever discussed Kelsey Grammer. Even though he's a very, very, very good actor, 
and uh, very intense actor. Matter of fact, I actually watched him a couple weeks ago. I was watching the Transformers series. He's in the, I forget which one it is, like the fourth one or the third or fourth one he's in. Um, the one after the Knights. I don't know. He's in the one, the second Mark Wahlberg one. I know that. So, uh, was uh, no, you know what? He's in the first Mark Wahlberg one. Excuse me. The first one with Mark Wahlberg. Was that four? <laughs> I can't even remember so many of them. But uh, Kelsey Grammer's in that one. And we'll go through a few of the movies he's in as we go. But um, real quick, and I, ho I hope he doesn't mind. I do see him in the chat room. I would like to say a quick congratulations to Bobby Anthem. On Thursday, he let me know he had a grandson. And I would like to say congratulations to Bobby. That is fucking awesome, man. Beautiful baby boy. Um, and uh, enjoy, Grandpa. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but uh, congratulations, Bobby. I'm uh, I I know you're gonna uh, you're gonna spoil you're gonna spoil him. I know you will. I know you will, sir. And enjoy, enjoy. So just wanted to get that out of the way real quick. And you know what else I can get out of the way? I can go ahead and knock out some plugs um, in just a second here. Let me move this up a little bit. Let me do this. I can get some plugs done for you guys real fast. Also. If you'll just give me a second here, let me get some music going for you guys in the background. I'll knock out some plugs. That's right. I'm going to tell you all about the high marks. That's right. It's Cheese Man. It's Mojo. It's G-Wiz. It's Sunday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Oh, I'm sorry. 9.30? You know, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. Been a long day, folks. I'm a little, little burnt out today. It was, it was 91 degrees and hot, and I was outside all day. But um, definitely check out Cheese Man Mojo and G-Wiz. They are the high marks. Uh, once again, uh, right here, Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Podcast Network. You can also check them out on YouTube. So go ahead and check them out there, too. And, of course, Bobby Anthem. Just, just said Bobby Anthem's name. And Bobby Blades, Inhumans, Inhuman Experience. Check them out on all the usual podcast platforms. And while you're checking things out, go ahead and check out Eric, Doug, and Daniel on the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. That's right, the EUP Network over on Blog Talk Radio. Go check them out. They are always over there. They are having a great time. Check them out wherever you find your podcast from. And go check out Stephen Milan. He's sharing the show. And he's over there reviewing films on Letterboxd. That's boxd.com slash Stephen Milan. And don't forget, me and Smart, Wednesday nights, Wrestling Outlet, right here. Mixer.com slash Wrestling Outlet, where you should be. We're on about 10, 15 p.m., pretty much right after... AEW Dynamite is on, so there you go with that. All right, folks. So uh, I'll do that. I'll turn this music down. But uh, yeah, like I said, just a long day. But uh, I did get home in time to watch the movie. Not going to fucking sit here and bullshit. I didn't have a lot of time to prep a lot of clips or anything. But um, that means I'll probably play too many. That's usually what happens when I don't set up clips. I end up playing too many. But um, I did get a chance to watch the movie just before I came in here. Uh, a couple, about an hour before I came in here, I watched a little poker um, after I watched the movie. I found a new show to watch. Pr pretty good little show. It's an am amateur's plan. Uh, but it's pretty cool. Pretty cool little show. I'm not going to get into it. You guys don't, uh, most of y'all don't care about, uh, about poker anyway. So if you do, let me know. I'll talk more about it. Matter of fact, if you do, I'll. 
I, I would dedicate a show to poker if you wanted me to. If someone actually tells me to, I would gladly, gladly dedicate a show to uh, poker playing or uh, even find a poker movie or I could do something. Trust me. Trust me, I could figure that one out. I would love it, love it, love it. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and I'm not going to do the usual thing where I get into the actors. I'm actually going to get into the actors as they show up. This is one of those movies where the actors kind of show up in order and you can, I can just kind of get into them as we go, which will just kind of get us directly into the movie and um, it'll just make it a little easier of a, a more of a, of a flow to this show. So don't really need to spend any time on going through the actors the main actors are in the beginning as like i said we pretty much meet the actors as we go through um i've got them already put in order so this should be pretty simple should flow well and um let's go ahead and uh i'm gonna go ahead and hit play actually and like i said we're talking down periscope from 1996 this is a great great little comedy movie. I'm not going to sit here and say this is, oh, this movie is hilarious, it's funny. It's really not. It is a nice, good comedy movie. And let's face it, it really is odd to see... Um, it's not odd to see Kelsey Grammer in a comedy role. Let's face it, Kelsey Grammer, um, known mainly for... I mean, he's kind of got his, his, his kickoff on Cheers um, and then brought it into his own show... Uh, and has done a lot more things. So it, not going to say that he's not a comedic actor because he is. He's just a very serious comedic actor, if that isn't an oxymoron and makes any sense at all. But this role is a lot more. It's not the dry humor. It's almost like a... It's almost like a smartass, and you don't usually see that. It's kind of like a like a... Uh, he's kind of like a gambler in this movie a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. Um, but, uh, Kelsey Grammer, I, I did want to just get into him a little bit, you know, just talk a little bit about him because, uh, he is the main character. Like I said, we've never really discussed Kelsey Grammer a lot. Um, but, uh, we will go ahead and, uh, get into this movie a little bit. Now I will tell you there was one person that was thought of, to take over for Kelsey Grammer before um, Kelsey Grammer actually had to, uh, was planning on doing another role, but Tom Arnold was tapped to do this movie and he could not do it. He actually had something else he had to do. I forget what it was. I think he actually chose just not to do it. Um, he chose to pursue uh, to produce another movie, and what we got out of it was Kelsey Grammer. I really think Kelsey Grammer made this movie. Um, I think his brand of comedy in this movie is just very, very well done. So I enjoy Kelsey Grammer. I think he's great in this movie. Um, but I mean, listen, like I said, I watched him in Transformers, and he was a bad guy in the Transformers movie. He was a villain in that movie, and the guy did great. I mean, he play, and he he can pretty much play any role you throw him in i mean you know like i said cheers fraser he was in transformers age of extinction x-men the last stand i mean we could just keep going with 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 kelsey Grammer, and um there we go so let's go ahead let me get past the uh rolling credits here 
And uh, we'll get into this little comedy film, Down Periscope. Kind of kicks off there. Let me just give you the quick summary of the movie. You've got this kind of happy-go-lucky submarine captain who is has been striving to be captain for a very long time. They finally give him his own boat. It's sort of his own submarine. It's sort of for a war games. You've got Bruce Dern in this movie who is trying to um, sabotage, basically, Kelsey Grammer's uh, character in this movie. And it... Um, Really, that's what it is. It turns out they're playing some sort of war games, and you got Bruce Dern trying to sabotage Kelsey Grammer at every turn, and um, basically he he outsmarts him at every turn. He outsmarts Bruce Dern at every turn, and uh, of course, gets the girl at the end. Of course, that's just how it works. Even Kelsey Grammer gets the girl at the end, folks, and the girl is Lauren Holly. Uh, I've talked about her before. In uh, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, when we when we talked about that, we talked about her in Dumb and Dumber, and I think we've talked about her in one more movie. Uh, I know those two for sure, though. So anyway, I had said we're going to get into the movie, and I am not going to be a liar. So here we go. Pray the volume is good. If I blow y'all's ears out, I apologize, but I think we're okay here. Lieutenant Commander Thomas Dodge. Third in his class at sub-school, did even better in the advanced course. Decided for tactical excellence, joint NATO exercise. Okay, so they're going over all his accolades here, how great he's done in this, how great he's done in that. He definitely has a lot of accolades, and that's kind of what they're going through here. And as they're doing that, what we get is he is literally on top of the submarine playing golf. He is literally hitting onto a golfing green from the boat. Um, William H. Macy is is Kelsey Grammer's boss in this um, little part here. It's uh, William H. Macy who, oh my God, I mean, th- this movie, believe it or not, I guess because it was in 1996, it, it, some big characters were in this goddamn movie, though. I mean, like I said, when you literally, you got Kelsey Grammer, you've got William H. Macy, who, I mean, known for Boogie Nights, he was just in Shameless. I, I believe he's married to Lori Laughlin uh, on Becky from Full House and Fuller House. We don't need to mention that. He was in Fargo. He's in The Dropout, which is, is I believe is a, TV show going on right now. Um, it, it, so many movies, um, even been in uh, man, many TV shows. He's, I know he was in the TV show, The Unit. He was in an episode of, uh, he actually played the president or the vice president, excuse me. Um, Wild Hogs. He was in that one right there. He has been in a lot of movies and he is a pretty, a pretty high level actor. Uh, when it comes down to it. So William H. Macy plays his boss, not in a ton of, um, doesn't have a huge role in this movie, but definitely is in the movie enough to where he he definitely needs to be mentioned. And I did mention Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern is in some awesome movies. He is uh, in The Burbs. He's in The Hateful Eight. If you've ever seen Digstown, he is in that movie 
also in that is a really good movie. If you've never seen Digstown, it's James Woods. Uh, obviously, Bruce Dern is in it. Um, Lou Gossett Jr. is in it. And it is really, really is a great little movie to watch if you've never seen Digstown. Matter of fact, you can watch it right now on... It's not on Hulu. It's on Tubi or Pluto. It is on Tubi or Pluto, most definitely. So you can check it out right there. And I think he was in, if I'm not mistaken, hold on a second here. Was he in the movie that I want to say? I think he was in a movie called Last Man Standing. Let me see if that was him. Last Man Standing. He played the sheriff, Sheriff Ed Galt. Now, just get into this movie. He was also in a movie called uh, Mulholland Falls. Great movie. Right after he did Down Periscope, actually, he was in Mulholland Falls. But if you want to see a movie, Last Man Standing. This is another un, under, underestimated movie. Bruce Willis, Bruce Dern, um, David uh, David Kelly, David Patrick Kelly, who we've, we've talked about before. He was in The Warriors, been in a ton of movies. Christopher Walken is in this movie big part in this movie this is a a michael imperioli ned eisenberg uh i mean i could i I could just keep going as far as actors in this movie this is an incredible incredible little movie um it is from i believe this is 97 let me go up here real quick 19 same year 1996 but if you've never seen uh last man standing it's a I want to say it's an updated West, uh, almost like an updated mobster movie. It's set back in the early, I would say the early 1900s, maybe even the late 1800s, and but they're carrying automatic weapons and stuff. So it's like a kind of a crossover movie. Excellent, excellent movie though. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's during Prohibition, and it's the it's the Irish Mafia, the Italian Mafia, and Bruce Willis plays both sides of the fence. So definitely one worth checking out if uh, you've never seen Last Man Standing. So let's uh, go ahead. Like I said, they're going over all his accolades here, and Bruce Dern, Bruce Dern ain't happy about it. So let's just go ahead and start right there, right now. The selection board of one irrefutable fact that seems to sum up Dodge's character. There is physical evidence that as an ensign, Dodge became so physically intoxicated that he not only allowed himself to be tattooed, but tattooed on his genitalia. (laughs) Now call me a prude if you want, but I don't think it's good policy for the Navy to hand over a billion dollar piece of equipment to a man who has welcome aboard tattooed on his penis. <laughs> well, uh, okay. This tattoo is kind of a topic in this movie that is talked about a few times, uh, a little more than once. And obviously we just found out what the tattoo is about. Um, he has Kelsey Kramer apparently in this movie. I'm, I'm not alleging he has this, has welcome aboard tattooed on his genitalia i love the way bruce stern said that his genitalia <laughs> now call me a prude if you want to okay yeah <laughs> his genitalia i love the way he said that it was just great i i've like i said this is a really good movie 
that I've liked. I've seen this movie multiple, multiple times. Um, I'm excited to do this one. I actually just thought of doing this a couple weeks ago and uh, added it to the list and figured, hey, might as well jump on, get it done. But um, like I said, they're sitting there, Bruce Dern, just not a happy camper. And another person who we're going to hear in just a few minutes um, that's in this movie is Rip Torn. We'll definitely get into him uh, in just a couple couple minutes here. But uh, let's go ahead and I don't remember. Was I going to play a little more of this part? I believe I was going to play a little more of this part. Here, give me one second here. Here we go. Message, sir. It's not endangering the boat. I was only trying to have a little fun, for God's sake. But your actions were totally inappropriate. It's not the way a prospective captain acts. A failing I have noted more than once in your fit rep. As much as I like to see my men advance, I have an obligation to the service to be as honest as I possibly can. Well, then I'm in trouble. This wreck you call your career is entirely of your own making. This is a confirmed kill. 20 years down the fucking drain. Watch your language, Dodge. You know how I hate that. Oh, gee. Now I've gone and done it. Ruined my career. Apparently not. This is just in from Comsabland. You're to report to Norfolk immediately. To take command of your own submarine. Okay, so there you go. They give him his own submarine, but they don't tell him anything about the submarine. They don't tell him anything. Really, don't tell him anything about anything. It's just, here, go do this, and you're going to be doing this. So they <clears throat> they go ahead and they get him on. Bruce Dern takes him out to see the ship that he's about to get on, and he sees it. He finally sees it, and he is not a happy camper at all. It, he was expecting a nuclear boat, and this is kind of the key to this movie. They give him a diesel submarine, and here we go. USS Stingray, SS-161. That. This can't be my boat, sir. Well, it most certainly is. Vallejo class, refitted, 1958. Vallejo class? But that's a diesel sub. This is a joke, right? The Navy doesn't even use diesels anymore. They do now. She's been recommissioned. Well, no disrespect to the USS Rustoleum here, but I'd be better off in the Merrimack. I was trained to command a nuclear boat. Are you refusing to take command? No, sir. Good. Meet your crew here tomorrow morning, 0700. They also left over from World War II, sir? No, Captain. They've been hand-picked by me. All right. So now we see what's going on here. Bruce Dern has given him the shittiest submarine he could find. And wait till we meet the crew. Oh, the crew. We're not going to meet them just yet, though. Right now we're going to go. And we are going to... He's a uh, Kelsey Grammer in this uh, thing, is uh, in this movie, thing, in this movie, is about to go in. And I don't know why I don't have that name up here, but we're going to go get it right now. For some reason, I don't have Rip Torn's name as someone to talk about. But I'll be damned if we're not going to talk about Rip Torn. Now... This is someone that we've talked about before, uh, Rip Torn, once or twice. I don't believe we've actually focused on him or actually, I'm not sure if we've even talked about him really in a movie, but just talked about him before. Uh, been in Men, I mean, Men in Black, he was in Men in Black 2, Men in Black 3, I believe the first one too. He was a voice in the B movie. 
um, Dodgeball, many, many movies you just, you ended up with. I mean, the Larry Sanders show. My God, that was a good show back in the day. Um, but I mean, Rip Torn has been around forever. RoboCop 3, Beyond the Law. Great Charlie Sheen movie right there. A True Story about an undercover police officer. Uh, really, really, really good movie. A 1993 movie. That's one we'll have to definitely get into at one point because there's a lot of truth in that movie. And um, the real police officer does actually show up at one point in that movie too. So uh, good movie though. Very, very good movie. But uh, he's just been in a ton of things. I mean, my God, how many credits? up? Uh, let me scroll up here. And the 191 credits to uh, Rip Torn's name um, did lose him back in 2019. Um, but uh, great actor. Gave a lot of movies and um, got a lot of memories of him. Like I said, he's been in a lot of... So there we go with Rip Torn. So... That's who he's about to go talk to. And let's go ahead and let that scene roll, y'all. Good morning. Thank you for seeing me on such short notice, Admiral Winslow. Certainly, Captain. Take... Well, how do you like your boat? It's a complete piece of antiquated equipment, sir. I have dedicated a substantial portion of my life to getting my own boat. I was wondering why the Navy chose to embarrass me in this way. No embarrassment intended, Captain. You've been chosen for a specific mission. To turn her into a museum, sir? The wonderful world of corrosion? Hardly. All right. A little something about that little joke he just dug right there. The fact that he said, oh, turning, turning it into a museum, sir. Well, guess what? The boat they use... Um, in this movie, that is the Stingray, is actually called the Pompanito. And it actually is a museum at Pier 45 in San Francisco. So it was kind of a true joke. It really is actually a submarine museum. And uh, it is still active today. So uh, it was sort of a joke, sort of not. But the submarine that they are on is is completely non-commissioned. It will not work. It will not run. Um, this, the, when you see it moving in this movie, it's being towed. Um, all the other underwater scenes were scale models, and um, that was it. That was it. But most of the surface shots you see of, um, of the Stingray moving is actually the uh, Pompanito. So definitely a... Uh, Cool little fact I just thought I'd get into. To be honest with you, if you go through all the trivia, that's really the only one worth anything. Um, and there is another one that we'll get into a little bit later. But otherwise, that's about it. So there we go. Let's get a little better explanation of what these uh, war games are uh, are all about. Here are some recent satellite photos of Russian naval bases at Petropavlovsk and Vladivostok. That's where the Russians have got their diesel subfleet. They're in dock there. But each week, they're fewer because they're selling them off like hotcakes to countries like Iran, Iraq, and Libya, to name a few. With all due respect, sir, one American nuclear attack sub could defeat several diesels. In conventional battle, certainly that's true. But what if you had one renegade diesel captain Decided to hit us, bam, suddenly, without cause or warning, like a terrorist intent on getting a nuclear warhead into one of our harbors. 
You think we could catch and kill a bogey like that in time? Absolutely, sir. Well, the Department of Defense and most of the Admiralty, they would agree with you. But me, personally, I'd like to know for sure. So that's why you're going to clean up the Stingray and take her out off the Atlantic coast for a series of war games. One rebel diesel against the U.S. nuclear navy. Come on. Okay, so what he's trying to do here is prove to the higher-ups um, in the Navy that it only takes one crazy son of a bitch in a, in a old diesel sub that can really do some fucking damage. He's basically just trying to prove that he's right, is what it is. And they're doing this whole war game because of it. So let's get a little more information on this. First, you're going to attempt to invade Charleston Harbor. And then if you're good enough to evade further pursuit, you're going to attempt to sink shipping right here at the naval base in Norfolk. Simulated, of course. What do you think, Mr. Dodge? I think I'm going to get my ass kicked, sir. I don't think like that. Damn it to hell, don't go by the book. Think like a pirate. I want a man with a tattoo on his dick. <laughs> I got the right man. <laughs> By a strange coincidence, you do, sir. <laughs> However. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. Like I said, the, uh, excuse me, the tattoo is most definitely something that, um, <laughs> something that comes up in this movie, the old cock tattoo of Welcome Aboard on his dick, is something that comes up in this movie a lot. Now, he does make a little bit of a, uh, a caveat Kelsey Grammer, and uh, let's hear what that caveat is. The task you've given me here is uh, close to impossible. If I pull it off, that is, get both ports, I would like command of my own nuclear sub. Setting terms now? No, sir. But without command, once this exercise is over, I'm headed for a desk job, which means I'm out of the Navy. I can't make you any guarantees, Dodge. But this is what I'll do. I'll give you two live torpedoes. I'll set a dummy ship at Norfolk Harbor. If I see that baby go up, then we'll talk about your boat. Thank you, sir. All right. So there we go, folks. That's about it right there for that fact. So now we know what's going on. And to be honest with you, that is the pretty much the whole, like, the plot of the movie right there is that that is the mainly the summary of the movie right there is like I said the uh, you've got one turns out to be like I said happy go lucky it turns out to be a kind of crazy boat captain or submarine captain going against a bunch of these nuclear submarines that are way more advanced um, in technology in just everything they're faster than him they have you know much much better computer systems and sonars and radars and everything is better. And now we get to meet the crew. Like I said, we're going to start meeting the crew. Instead of me doing the usual go through the actors in the beginning, we're just going to meet the crew. Since they introduce us to the crew, we'll go through the actors as we go. So here we go. We've got Kelsey Grammer right here, and he is introducing us to the crew. Lose the cigar. Oh, you better burn that shirt, sailor. It's the crew from hell. Good morning, sir. Martin D. Pascal, executive officer of the Stingray, sir. Okay, Marty Pastel. 
Now, I bet you're thinking, hey, that voice sounds a little bit familiar. Yep, it should. It should sound very familiar, actually. That's Rob Schneider is exactly who that is right there. And um, Rob Schneider plays Marty Pascal in this movie. Um, Rob Schneider, we've uh, talked about in many movies. Um, he was in, he's been in Grown Ups, uh, The Hot Chick, The Animal, Deuce Bigelow, one and two. Um, pretty much a lot of the Adam Sandler movies, but he's done a few of his own um, own movies. Also, he's done the uh, he was in the Ridiculous Six, um, and you can just keep going. He's actually done a few movies, um, even with some very very big star who talked about him in Demolition Man and he was also I mean he did uh, the Judge Dredd movie with Sylvester Stallone he's done a couple movies with Sylvester Stallone actually if you think of those are two right there um but the got a very good career Rob Schneider does you know started out on Saturday Night Live not really started out but kind of got a big boost from Saturday Night Live 93 credits to his name but uh, that is who plays Marty Pascal in this movie. He's kind of an uptight officer in this movie who strives to be great. So let's go ahead and play a little more. We're going to get a lot more of Marty in this movie. And um, let's go ahead and start a little more of this scene and see who the first person we get to is. You come with a volume control, Pascal? Excuse me, sir? Lieutenant Commander Tom Dodge. You're kind of young for an XO, aren't you? Excellence knows no age, sir. Uh-huh. Speaking of age, what do you think about our boat, Pascal? I feel I need a tetanus shot just from looking at it. The only thing holding her together are the bird droppings, sir. Hmm. We have our crew here, I see. What do you say we board them? Yes, sir. Seaman, Stanley, Silverster, son, sir! Welcome aboard, Silversterson. Silversterson, sir, but my friends call me Spots. Okay, Spots. Major gambler. Spots is only has 43 credits to his name. A lot of the stuff he's done is a little off, little B movie. Now, he was in Dragon the Bruce Lee story, he had one tiny little part when, when, um, when uh, Jason Lee, um, in that movie gets the part as Cato. Um, there's a little scene where, um, where a, a movie executive walks up to the director and says, "You know, can we, can we just not have him so so Asian?" And that would be this gentleman right here. He was in the Bye Bye Man, um, CSI New York, Rude Awakening TV series was in that back in 1998. Um, Arrested Development, he was in one episode, but hasn't really, you know, done a ton, believe it or not, since this movie. But um, that is who plays spots in this movie. So we'll just keep going a little bit right now and keep going here. Spots. I'm a bit of a gambler, sir. What happened to your shoes? You ever bet on a sure thing and the horse gets a cramp, sir? Grab a bunk. Thank you, sir. Next. Hey! Hey! Get your hands off of me! Oh, good. Our chaplain has arrived. Sonar technician, second class, E.T. Lovicelli, sir! Goes under the name Sonar. Welcome aboard, Sonar. Uh, excuse me, sir. This is an actual Navy submarine. OK, 
Okay, that voice might sound a little sound, sound, sound a little familiar to you. Also, um, another person who was in Dumb and Dumber with Lauren Holly. This is Harland Williams. Uh, Harlan Williams is, I mean, he was in Half Baked. He's done many voices, uh, the movie Robots. Um, he was also in, uh, let me see here. Puppy Dog Pals, he's a voice in that show. My kids love that show, especially my little two-year-old daughter. Um, <clears throat> he did a movie called uh, Meet the Robinsons. My kids love it. He was a voice in that. He was a, 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 he was a voice in Scooby-Doo, the new TV series. Captain Jake and the Neverland Pirates, another, shows my, another show my kids watch. He really decided, he's really gone into doing a lot more voice work than actually having his face out there. But Harlan Williams is an incredible, incredible comedian. He does basically goes up there with no script, goes back and forth, talking to the audience. And that's really what he does. He doesn't get really, he, he's, he just goes back and forth and fucks with the audience the whole time. And it is absolutely great. But um, a lot of voice work. He has been, he's done and um, still doing. And um, there you go. But that is Harlan Williams. He is uh, hilarious and he is sonar in this movie. Let's play a little more here. One sec, let me turn it down just a little bit. There we go. Out of floating a parade or something? Afraid so, sonar. Huh, isn't that odd? Don't tell me. Deaf as Beethoven. Oh no. Great ears, sir. Watch what you say around him. He hears everything. His last CEO thought he was a security problem. Excuse me, sir. I don't hear everything. And I'm quite trustworthy, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shoot. Benjamin, first class. Brad, the panic. Sit on it and rotate, sir. What? What did you say, sailor? You can't say that! He can't say that! Pasco, down, down, heel. By the Uniform Code of Military Justice, that constitutes gross insubordination. Punishable by one month and a break. All right, so we've got the uh, the badass of the group right now. We've got uh, Stepanek is uh, played by Bradford Tatum. Got to admit... This guy has not done a lot. He was in a little movie called The Stoned Age, where they were looking for near beer. Great movie. Uh, Powder. That was a great movie. Jeff Goldblum. Uh, many more, many more actors in that movie. Um, and mo most of the other movies, I'm not going to sit here and lie, haven't heard of them. But the TV shows, I've heard of many he's done. He was in Criminal Minds, CSI, uh, Cold Case, ER, The Mentalist, um, Without a Trace. Uh, charmed many, many, even Melrose Place. Uh, he was in, back in 1998, he was in Melrose Place. And he was also in two episodes of NYPD Blue. Believe it or not, he was in the first and, let's see, first and third season of uh, NYPD Blue he was in. So I actually didn't catch that until just now. I'm looking at the two names and I'm like, holy shit, I know the exact two episodes and I'm... I know where I'm okay. I know exactly who he was now. Um, but uh, there you go. That's him right there. Known for those few movies. And uh, here we go. Let's go ahead. And um, I 
think that might be all we meet right now. Go ahead and keep going a little bit, though. I'm ready to go, sir. Board the boat. I like a challenge. You'll throw me off within a week. I'm a dedicated pain in the butt, sir. Mr. Panic, if I throw you off, it'll be in the middle of the Atlantic. Board the damn boat. Man, what's our mission? Rescue Gilligan? You're mine, maggot! <laughs> I love this job. Okay, so we go down, and the next two we meet are Buckman, who Buckman is uh, the cook, and we also meet Nitro. Nitro is the electrician on the boat. He's pretty goddamn crazy. Um, but actually, before that, I'm sorry. We meet someone before that. We meet, um, we meet Dwayne Martin. <laughs> Dwayne Martin is who we meet. He plays Jackson. Jackson is a failed basketball player from college who lost a lot of people money in um, missing a shot, according to what I get from this little movie here. Um, was in Scream Two. Was in Above the Rim. Um, and actually, he is Stephen Lewis. In the new right now on uh, right now Bel Air TV series, so he's uh still kicking ass out there, and um, this guy's been in obviously been in a ton more movies. Matter of fact, I watched him last night. I watched uh, Any Given Sunday, and he is Willie Beeman's agent in that movie, who's in a few scenes with him. Um, so, uh, but I did see him in one movie last night. That I was just watching and just decided to watch this today. He was also in LA's Finest um, and uh, the New Edition Story. I didn't know he was in that. He was in the New Edition Story, The Odd Couple, the newer TV show from 2017, The Paul Reiser Show, All of Us, the TV show. Guy's been in he, very, very, very affluent in the TV uh, industry, obviously. Um, but um, anyway, we do meet him first. And uh, he's over there talking to Spots. And then we meet Buckman, who is the cook. Buckman's played by Ken Hudson. We talked about Ken Hudson um, a couple years ago on Christmas when we talked about Home Alone. He was also Max in Armageddon. He played this the Santa at the end of Home Alone that kind of cheered up Macaulay Culkin in that movie a little bit. Um, he was also in Groundhog Day. He has been in a lot of movies. Not a ton, but a lot. 60 credits to his name. But uh, another guy, though, who has lent his voice to a lot of a, a lot of things out there. Um, hasn't done... I mean, he was, was in one episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, he was a vo the voice of Baby Bob in the Baby Bob TV series. He was in the practice as Ronald uh, or as, uh, as Ken Campbell in that show. So uh, he's done a few things, and he was in, uh, what was it, um, oh, Coyote Ugly. He was the biker. He was in that movie. He had a quick little part in that movie. and um, But that that's him right there. And the next actor is another guy who's lent his voice to a ton of things, King of the Hill, um, many, many video games and TV shows, um, Cartoons, uh, and he's even been on been on Reno nine one one. But he plays Nitro in this movie, movie The Electrician. He has one hundred and fifty six credits to fifty six credits to his name. I got to be honest. I looked this guy up 
on IMDb a couple of years ago. Maybe two to three years ago I had watched this movie. And there was almost nothing there. I don't know how all this stuff got there, who decided to add it, but um, this guy has definitely had a very, very great career. He was in Glow, the TV series, the Netflix TV series. He played uh, J.J. Tex McCready on that show. And um, just this guy has had a great career, lots of TV series, lots of, you know, multiple episodes of TV series, not a lot of one-offs. Um, looks like when he went on a show, he went on a show. Uh, he was in Colony, the TV series. He did seven episodes of that. Um, uh, he was he even did an, uh, he was even on one episode of Blackish. He played a uh, sink or swim. Nelson, Sanjay, and Craig. He was on seven episodes of that. Eight episodes of Sin City Saints. <sighs> I mean, we can just keep going, and it just keeps going all the way back to. Jesus, all the way back to 1984. So, been in a ton of things, and it just keeps going and going and going. It was even in the Basketball Diaries. Uh, he played Kenny in that movie. That was a great movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Wahlberg. Um, really good movie. And the last person we end up meeting in this movie right before they take off is Harry Dean Stanton. And I talked about him when I did the action, some of my favorite action movies, and I talked about uh, Fire, not Fire Down Below. Um, why can't I think of the name of the goddamn movie now? You know what? It was Fire Down Below. And I was talking about Fire Down Below. And um, you know what? We were talking about The Green Mile the other night, too. And uh, he was also in that movie. He was one of the prisoners. Um, but, I mean, this guy was in a lot, a lot of things uh, before 2017 when he passed. And, um, you know, he was actually, believe it or not, was actually in the military, was actually on a real submarine. So the part he plays of the mechanic in this movie is very, very close to the part he played in Aliens, where he actually played pretty much the same part and dressed the same way in the Hawaiian shirts and everything. So it was kind of a throwback, kind of a, a nod to the part that he played back in Alien. So there you go. And in one little tiny part, and I'll point out when that is, we get Patton Oswalt in this movie. It was actually his movie debut. He is in one small scene, and he's not seen again. He had to leave early to go pursue a job on Mad TV, which I believe he got. Um, so he's only in one quick scene. He has like four lines and he's done. And that's the only only time we see him throughout the movie. So, all right, from here, we're pretty much mainly going to be talking about this movie. So let's go ahead now. We're going to run through a little bit. Um, they're in there and there's one more person who we have not spoke about yet. And uh, let's go ahead and get to it. Come in. Hell of a day, huh, Marty? Um, it, it's not over yet, sir. Uh, but Lieutenant Lake is here. Show him a bunk. Uh, there's, there's a problem, sir. Lieutenant Lake reporting for duty, sir. And there's no problem. Oh, I get it. Please, don't take off your clothes. Nice of the guys to get me a stripper, but uh, I got a lot of work to do. Um, thank you. Thank you. That's nice job in that uniform, though. I am not a stripper. 
Sir. I am Lieutenant Emily Lake, your new dive officer. Well, that's impossible, Lieutenant. They must be confusing you with Emilio Lake. Women aren't allowed on submarines. They are now. Admiral Graham instituted a trial program. I'm All right, so Admiral Graham, who would be Bruce Dern in this movie, put, him, put her on the boat. And uh, so there you go. Um, Lauren Holly, who, I mean, we, like I said, we talked about her in Dumb and Dumber, another person who was in Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, um, and so many more, so many, many more. Um, she actually has something rumored right now that she's in something called The Juggler. She was in Don't Hang Up, Family Law TV series that was just last year. I think it's renewed for this year. Um but th th she has done so many things. And like I said, we talked about her back when we did Dumb and Dumber. Um, matter of fact, I remember I'm sitting there watching that uh, a Canadian show called Flashpoint, a cop, a cop TV show. Didn't know anyone throughout many of the seasons. One or two people I actually knew who the hell it was. And then boom, look who pops up in this Canadian TV show. Lauren Holly, of course, pops up. Did a very many episodes of um, NCIS. And uh, she played Jenny Shepard. She was one of the higher ups in the um, in the uh, in the NCIS in that uh, in that show, and um, just a ton of other shows. I'm not going to get into a ton of them, but uh, all right, that is pretty much most of the actors and actresses that uh, actresses that we talked to and uh, talk about in this movie. Now, here here's what happens. Here is uh, in the next little scene, we get Kelsey Grammer trying to introduce uh, Lieutenant Lake and it's not going well. Men, I'd like to introduce our newest crew member, Lieutenant Emily Lake. Emily is part of a pilot program to test the feasibility of women serving on submarines. She's going to be our diving officer. Can she do a back inward one and a half in the layout position? <laughs> All right, now look, gentlemen. I know this is an unusual situation. Can't be easy for Lieutenant Lake here to be thrown into a jungle such as this. And I know it will make things hard on all of us. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. It's going to make things difficult on all of us as well. But if we just work together as a team, I'm sure we can handle ourselves. <laughs> Comport ourselves as professionals. That is all. Like I said, folks, it's not going well. He doesn't even know what the hell to say. To, to say. He has no clue what to say. Uh, it's just not going well for the poor guy, obviously. Obviously not going well. So there we go. We've got that going on now they're up there and they're starting to clean the boat this isn't really anything i need to play but they're up there they're cleaning the boat and of course uh stepanik is the one and he's up there and he's being a dick and he ain't doing nothing everyone is hands-on they're cleaning the boat they're scrubbing they're they're, they're painting they're they, they have screwdrivers in their hand the electrician is getting his ass but you know electrocuted everywhere and stepanik's doing nothing so they knock him knock him down um and uh we get a little more we basically that's pretty much what they're doing they're cleaning the boat and then rob schneider old marty 
does not like Buckman the cook. Not at all. And treats him pretty shitty in this movie. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and hear now how he treats Buckman. Buckman! <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Stocking the pantry, sir. You forgot like an idiot, Buckman, because you're stocking the pantry like an idiot. What are in these cans, Buckman? That one's coffee. That one looks like cooking lard, sir. And which one do you think we're going to be using more often, sailor? The coffee or the lard? You think we're all going to jump out of bed in the morning and have a big, hot, steaming cup of pig fat? Well, it depends. If it's a cold morning, sir, you might go... The lard uh, is in your head, Buckman! Now you take a look at that galley chart, because I want that cabinet repacked, regulation style, by 1100. Do you know what time 1100 is? That would be after 1000, sir. Marty. What? Sir? Can we speak, my cabin? Marty got busted. Um, I don't know. Obviously, he did not know that uh, the, that uh, lieutenant was around. And um, actually, Captain Dodge was around and didn't know. And he is now busted. So they go to his cabin, have a little talk. We'll play that little talk right now. Marty, I'm a little worried about your health. Not exactly a people person, are you? I'm afraid you're headed straight for an ulcer if you can't ease up a little bit. I, I, I'm not happy with this boat, sir. Requesting permission for a transfer. What? Commander, this this boat is it's a rust bucket. It's a shit box. And this crew is the most incompetent bunch of retards and assholes in naval history. I mean, I know why you're here, but I, I don't know why I was even considered for such an assignment. Excuse me, excuse me. Why am I here? Well, you know your thing. <laughs> what thing? The weenie tattoo. <laughs> okay. Told you guys, the cock tattoo comes up a lot in this movie. Um, I'm not quite sure why, but in the beginning, I mean, this is like the fifth time it's already come up. It's come up once, twice. I think this is the fifth time this cock tattoo has come up, and it does come up at least once or twice more in this movie. So anyway, let's just finish this part, and we'll get going. Look, Pascal, I hate to disappoint you, but I, I may have had some other things going for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe you, sir. Now, about my transfer, I mean, this post could seriously jeopardize my chances for advancement. I mean, I am this close to command, sir. I can... Forget it. You think you're the only one embarrassed to be here? You think this is the command I dreamed about? Well, we're all in this mess together, mister. And you and your career are in the hands of those very assholes. Including this one. You know, I, I can't help but think that this is the conversation Vince McMahon has with people like when he doesn't let them out of their contract like no sorry <laughs> your hands are in the are, are in your life is in the hands of all those assholes and this one especially you prick hell no you're not going anywhere fuck you Ali work out your contract you bitch and I think, I, I, I don't know why. I just feel like this is the same conversation Vince McMahon would have with, uh, with a talent he's not releasing. Just, it just sounds very, very familiar in, uh, 
in 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 some strange way. So, all right. So he they deny it, or he <laughs> deny the transfer. Uh, these guys now decide to uh, do the old uh, sneak into the laundry room, and they look for Lieutenant Lake's clothes, and they sort of do something to them. They shrink them. Oh boy, do they shrink them. So I wish I could show you, and I did say I was going to do YouTube, but I just had no time to prepare for YouTube tonight. I'll jump back on there next week. And uh, here we go. Little bit of what happened here. Let's play. She may not be the youngest girl at the ball, but she'll turn ahead or two. She drives as well as she looks. We may even survive. Dive test tomorrow morning, 1000. The rest of you are on leave until... The boat's looking good. Um, very good, actually. Nice, nice shiny silver. And uh, he goes over to Lieutenant Lake, Lauren Hawley, and her pants barely fit. She is, good Lord, busting out of her top and her bra. Um, I mean, if this is how the Navy made women dress, I don't know how long... Many women would last in the Navy, but Jesus Christ, she looks great. Um, but uh, he tells them, well, you guys were about to go out on leave for the night, but now you're staying here on the boat and let's get to work. So they're denied leave. Um, Lauren Holly is barely walking. Her clothes are so tight and um, he gets her a new outfit and uh, everything is cool. But this is the first time we actually see them taking off on the boat. And we do see, for the first time in this movie, Harry Dean Stanton. And um, that was it. I already talked about Harry Dean Stanton. So, And they are just taking off. And um, they're going. They're moving around. And I'm going to play a little bit of this part here. This is where he, the first time he's talking to uh, Lieutenant Lake. And here, let it rip. I'm aware of that, sir. I've already compensated. Excellent. So, have you ever dived a boat before, Lieutenant? I mean, on purpose? Oh. I've done over 300 on a simulator, sir. 75 of them are strong current dives. And I'm sure you scored high, but... Higher than you, sir. Oh. How would you know that? I looked up your scores. I have a printout if you'd like. I have no doubt. <laughs> Still... Simulator is not a boat. Nobody talks about brave men and their proud simulators. Where you go, sir? <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's take her down. Oh, God, Rob Schneider's a fucking maniac in this movie. So they're going to take the boat down. They did say they were going to have a dive test today. I'm just going to play a little more of this clip. Prepare for dive! Five, Okay, so they dive, and I believe, I, th I think they said the boat's rated for 900 feet, and they take it down to 1,500, and the boat is creaking, it is cracking, but Lauren Holly actually does know what the hell she's doing, so play a little bit of that. For deep submergence. Make your depth 6-2 feet. 6-2, aye. 7, down 6-2. Full ahead, two-thirds. Blow negative to the mark. There they go. Even Harlan Williams is impressed. He's like, let's, yeah, let's do this. And they dive, and they dive, and they dive, and they're going down. And 
as they're doing it, uh, Harry, Harry Dean Stanton, the old crazy mechanic, uh, tells them a little trick. And this would scare the shit out of me. He does a little trick where he tells them to watch the string. He ties a string. Now, they're in the hull because that's where the motors are. And he ties a string from one end to the other. And this is what he says. Keep an eye on the string because the water pressure is going to squeeze the hull of this boat like an empty beer can. So basically what he's telling them is as you're going down, I think everybody understands what's going on here. The water pressure is going to actually squeeze the hull of the boat. And at one point they do when they go back, the, 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 the string is completely like in a U shape. It is fucking scary. I don't know if I would have wanted anyone to do that to where I could actually watch it. I'd be like, dude, stop this shit. I don't ever want to see that again. Don't do this. But uh, they do that. And um, they're going. They're going. And they finally do hit the uh, the, the depth they want. And um, as they're going, um, they finally hit, bottom, hit, hit the bottom. And um, here we go. Let's, you know, let's go ahead and play from right here. I think that's enough for today. Let's get the hell out of here, Mr. Pascal, please. Periscope depth. Periscope depth! Ladies and gentlemen, let me be the first to congratulate you on a textbook dive. So there you go. They make the first dive basically without a hitch. Everything went off great. And um, this is where, once again, we get Bruce Stern doing everything he can to give himself every advantage to make sure he is the winner of these war games. And um, this is him talking to uh, William H. Macy's character. Here we go. Are about to take part in a highly experimental war game conceived by Admiral Winslow. Now, the objective is for the Orlando to protect Charleston against an unknown submarine that'll try to invade the harbor. <laughs> I would love to be able to tell you more, but uh, the conditions of the exercise prohibit it. However, I can tell you this, given the nature of the intruder, we'll be more than ready, sir. Okay, so there you go. He has now taken on, and remember, this is the ship that <clears throat> Dodge just got off of, Kelsey Grammer's character, just got off to run this ship. So... He knows this guy knows him very well, which will work in his favor, obviously. So, we, like I said, Nitro's a crazy electrician in this. Just to tell you how crazy, um, here's Nitro. Today, cause you, you Nazi chick, you broad, you make me feel so young. Boom. Look, boys, that was terrible. I'm gonna go outside, I'm gonna have a smoke. When I get back in, you better have the horn section figured out. I can't work like this. It's two on and two outs. Bounds is up again. Swung on. Ooh, foul down the right field line. It struck the ball, girl. Knocked her cold. Today's game, by the way, is brought to you by the American Court Corporation. Boys absorbed a lot of voltage. There you go, folks. That's how crazy this man is. He just takes all kinds of shocks and jolts and juices. Remember, this is an old-ass ship, number one, and he's just a crazy son of a bitch, number two. So 
as they're going, this is basically the first day of the basically of the of the games. Um, and, uh, you know, Kelly Grammer's kind of still trying to just get a feel of the ship. And um, he's got this guy after him, though. So he now he's got this and he starts talking a little bit to Harlan Williams, who. And he starts realizing exactly how good this guy is and how great. I mean, oh, let's just play it. Uh, nothing much, sir. Buckman's eating an Oreo up in the galley. Hispanic's taking a leak. In the ocean, I mean. Oh, uh, no, just a couple of biologics, sir. Would you like to listen or? No, no, I'll pass on that, thanks. What are these tapes you got here? Okay, so he's got a bunch of cassette tapes in front of him. I figured I'd explain that real quick. I did want to play this part just to, when there's another part we're going to play and it's going to tie into it. So let's just go ahead and just play this one little part, few seconds. Oh, those are, those are whales, sir. I tape them, try to learn their language a little bit. You know, just basic chit chat and so on. I do their hailing call against the hull. Sometimes they actually answer back. Had a nice young couple alongside two or three hours ago. Well, if you happen to hear them talking about the new nuclear attacks up in town, you'll be sure to let me know, okay? Aye, aye, sir. So there you go. So the whale sounds. Want everyone to remember that he tapes them, he records them, tries to learn them. Let's just keep that in the back of our minds for a little bit later, folks. That's what we need to do. So anyway, they got the Orlando after him and they ping the ship ping the ship means literally they've 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 got a radar on you they you're in their radar zone and they've got you on their radar is what that means and again these ships are faster they got much better technology and they 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 shouldn't have a problem getting them but um if you remember rip torn told them to act like a pirate think like a pirate not only a pirate, a pirate with a tattoo on his dick, which just happens to be that man right there. And um, so what? this is what he does. He finally realizes that there's fishing boats up there. So they dump the boat to the bottom, which doesn't go very well for Lake. She actually ends up pretty much dropping it very loudly on the bottom. Um, but uh, then they rise. So they go up to the top. Actually, I think I messed that up. No, no, no. You're running what I did. They go to the top on this one. He sees the fishing boats up there and finally calls for one of the guys to go up on the boat. And he figures out a little trick. Gets him up there, puts a light up there, and literally covers himself as a fishing boat. Oh, no. We got to go. Captain, listen to this. Perfect. We just chased down a boatload of beard-up fishermen. <laughs> Officers of the deck, come to north at full speed. Set your depth at... So the whole time here, you've got Rob Schneider, Marty Pascal. He is not happy. But I'll tell you what, it works. It does work. Uh, they get away. They're out of there. And like 
Riptorn said, you know, you got to set off two flares, you ca- you ca- which means you'll capture two ports. So first port is right now captured. Well, not just yet. It is right about now. Here we go. Oop. Sorry, folks. Appears he doesn't want to come anywhere near the engagement area. That's too bad for me. That's why you invited me down here to Charleston to gloat that he didn't show up? No, sir. Not at all. Dodge was simply outclassed. I've never lost a war game, and I'm not about to start right now. I'm in line for third star. Oh, my God. I'll no longer outrank you. What a horrifying thought. (laughs) There it is. Oh, boy. Look at the fireworks. No, I believe that's a flare. It can't be. <laughs> it is. Obviously, we know he won it. Um, they they find out right now that they won it. He even puts up the old skull and crossbones pirate flag. And um, there you go right there. So they do end up winning, winning the first one. Obviously, Bruce Dern, not a very happy camper. And um, what he does is, um, you know what? He gets him on the, again, we get Nitro. He's getting him on the phone. um, And here we go. Admiral Graham on the radio for you, sir. Thank you. Okay, did you hear those words? Admiral Graham on the radio for you, sir. That was Patton Oswalt. That's his part in the movie. Oh, yeah, that's it. We're done. That is his whole part in the movie. It's over. It's done. How'd you like it, guys? Patton Oswalt. And they credited him. They credited him in this movie. Fucking, what, seven words? He's dead. That's it. But um, I'll play a little more. Here we go. Patching you through, sir. Radio's working like a Swiss. Oh, I forgot the last... uh, Patching you through, sir. I forgot the last four words. I apologize, guys. I apologize. There were four extra words I didn't get to. Excuse me. Excuse me. Car. Dodge here. Stairway to heaven. Led Zeppelin, 1971, right? Okay! Hey, good news, guys. We just won the Billy Joel tickets and the WROK (laughs) t-shirts. Nitro. You want to get me Admiral Graham now? (laughs) He can them to the wrong one. Okay, Nitro once again. Okay. Okay, so he takes one wire and he grabs it and another wire and he grabs it and they're too short. So what's a better conductor than your own body? One finger on one, one on another. A little lick and here we go. It's a little tickle. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. A little tickle. Hello, Admiral Graham. (laughs) Called to congratulate me? I'd say the uh, weather was the determining factor, wouldn't you? All part of my strategy, sir. Look, Dodge, for the rest of this exercise, there's been a reconfiguration. Shoot. Well, your new orders are to operate only in sections 3A and 3B. And as usual, you will surrender upon confirmation of a shooting solution. But that cuts the containment area in half, sir. 
Does Admiral Winslow know about this? Admiral Winslow is not administering this war game. You have your orders, Captain. Do you read me? Loud and clear. Good. And Dodge? Remember, it's just a game. All right. So there you go. We see that uh, he literally, Admiral literally just cut his containment area in half. He cut the whole, literally he cut his, not, not the containment area, he cut his, anywhere he can go has just been cut in half now. So basically he's contained to a very small quadrant, which makes him much, much, obviously, I think you guys understand this, it makes him easier to find to anyone who's looking for him. And now they know where to go. So there we go with that. And once again, we get Marty treating Buckman like shit. Buckman! There was a fingernail in my food, you fat-ass moron! Yesterday, it was a Band-Aid! I'm sorry, sir. The Band-Aid was holding the fingernail on. <laughs> what else do you put in your sauces, Buckman? It's an old family recipe, sir. It's a secret. Oh, my God. There's cockroaches in the flour! Your cigar ash is in the spaghetti! Okay, he's spraying cooking spray on the ladder down and the floor. Jesus, Buckman! This stuff's been on the stingray since Korea! This can't expire in 1966! What's the matter, sir? It still tastes like cream corn. Except it's deviled ham! <laughs> that would be a problem. <laughs> the captain's gonna hear about this! There's first fall. Nobody saw that. You should be more careful, sir. Remember, when you rush, that's when accidents happen. Shut up, Buck! All right, so he falls again. I mean, it's it's visual. You don't see him fall. You can hear him fall. But once again, he falls down because remember he sprayed the ladder out also, and um, you get Rob Schneider. He falls down. Buckman got him back pretty good. Uh, at this point, we get Sonar who runs over and grabs um, Kelsey Grammer in this. He grabs Dodge and he's like, "Listen, I got a lot of noise in the water. You got to get your ass over here." So that's what happens. They get over there, and he tells them, listen, it's the Orlando. Of course, he knows their signature, and they've even got planes up there pinging them. So now is when they decide to drop the boat down to the bottom, and it's not an easy thing to do. And, um, yeah. Language between us and the ocean floor. Okay, let me just move up a little bit here. All right. Passing 300 feet. Uh, approaching the bottom, sir. I could hear a couple of lobsters duking it out. Two degrees down bubble. No. One and a half degrees down bubble. Everything at hand, Lee? Yes, sir. Just didn't do much bottoming on the simulator. Nothing to it. Piece of cake. Okay, so she does dump it, and she dumps it down. They Like, in a few seconds, they're going to be like, oh, we're about to hit the bottom. And they do crash down to the bottom, so they sort of give away their their uh, their spot. They sort of give away their coordinates where they're at just by that after they get pinged. Um, okay, so they're waiting there, and now they have to be silent. So their engine's off. They are just sitting there like, like a dead fish. They're all silent. No one's making any noises. And... <laughs> 
No one's making any noises except one person. Buckman. And what noise would Buckman make? (laughs) Buckman farts. (laughs) And the the other ship hears it. (laughs) The whole ship is looking at him. Here you go. Almost sounded like an explosion. So the other ship hears him. Buckman apologizes. A few seconds later, you see everyone kind of sniffing. He stinks this fucking place out. Everyone is dying. People are shoving fucking... They're, they're like gagging. People are shoving paper towels up their nose. It is just awful. <laughs> so we go through... A few, Jackson is shoving paper towels up his nose. So we're going through a few minutes here. And they're quiet. They're quiet, quiet, quiet. Next thing you know, Kelsey Grammer has an idea. He starts telling Harlan Williams to do and mimic the noises. Remember the tapes? This is where the tapes come in. Tells Harlan Williams, get up and mimic the noises. And if you've never seen that part, you need to. It's hilarious. I can't even explain it. You just need to watch it. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and play. This is actually a Harlan Williams doing this. Here you go. Is it a biologic? Sounds like a way. Must be a whale that's moving around. So he's doing this. And the whole, like... The whole crew is looking at him like he's got 50 heads as he's doing this. But of course, it's going to work. Here you go. Now it sounds like there's two of them. So like I said, it works and the ship takes off. So once again, he has fooled him, but there is still more. He hasn't taken the port yet. This was just to get away from him the first time while he can get in and actually try to take the second port, the port in Norfolk, which is in Virginia. Um, So this does work. And uh, they get out of it. And you actually get a little part here where, uh, what's his name? Um, Stepanek actually shows a little, a little, a little morality, I would say here. Kind of the fact that he has morals, a little, uh, I don't know, some values, actually. Um, you know, I'll play this real quick. Here you go. Stepanek. We missed an opportunity there. One noise from you, we could have been in a world of trouble. No. That would have been unethical, sir. I'm only out to screw myself. That would have screwed everybody. 
So there you go. I mean, that kind of explains itself. He's out to get himself kicked out, not everybody. So a douchebag with values and and, and morals, eh, not bad. But he turns out he's not the uh, not the worst guy. Matter of fact, um, ends up saving this fucking ship, uh, this fucking submarine. And we'll talk about that in just a little while here. But um, once again, they get away from that. And um, they're moving through. And um, they're just, you know, going through. He's getting stuff done. He actually goes to see Lake because, once again, she kind of dumped the ship down a little hard. And um, he wants to go talk to her. Commissioner and Lieutenant Lake. Lieutenant Lake? I didn't give you permission to enter. Well, sometimes a captain must take unilateral action. I could have you put on report. Be my guest. <laughs> Look, Lake. Go ahead. There is no way you could know what the contour of the ocean floor was like. It was as much my fault as anybody's. No, it was mine. I don't have the necessary Ooh, training, sorry. blue water experience, to continue to be the dive officer on this boat. Especially considering the high risk maneuvers you're doing. Let me be the judge of that. No one could have set this boat down in any better condition under the circumstances. Sir, I not only gave away our position, I potentially endangered the crew. Would you be this easy on me if I was a properly experienced sailor? I'd like to think so. Thank you, Captain. Good night. All right. So there you go right there with that. And, you know, she, she, she understands what he's saying. And, you know, he was right. I doubt anyone could have, but who knows? Maybe he could have set it down. Who knows? No one knows. It's a movie. Um, and what I find was funny was, uh, the whole crew was out there when he leaves. Polishing the old torpedo, sir. Shut up, Stepanek. Well, thank you, sir. It's nice to be noticed. Okay. Polishing the old torpedo, sir. <laughs> just a douchebag. He is. He's just a douche trying to get kicked out. But the problem is he's the funny guy and people actually like him. That's, that's, that's like the bad part about him. Um... And now we get Marty. Now, you know, Marty Pat, Marty wasn't very happy about his position on this boat in the beginning. Um, he wasn't very happy to be there, asked for his transfer. He didn't, he didn't get it. He didn't get it at all. By the way, everybody, we got like 30 minutes left, if that. Um, I really only got a few clips left. Like I said, I didn't have many clips prepared, so I'm kind of winging it, and I'm kind of, I I end up playing a few too many clips at that point, but there aren't that many left, and we're not that uh, far from finishing this movie. So here we go. We've got uh, old Marty Pascal up to some tricks here, folks, up to a few tricks. May I have a word with you in private, sir? Sure. Sir? Uh, your decision to leave the engagement zone is a direct violation of our standing orders. I'm aware of that, Exxon. And now, uh, we appear to have uh, broken off radio contact. You are right on top of things, as usual, Marty. Captain, we are not following the parameters of this exercise. I have been individually briefed. And I believe we are following the spirit of this exercise, its intent. And, and I believe that you are deluded. You've hijacked your own boat. And I think it's my duty to inform the crew that we are operating outside of the Navy's control and ask you to relinquish command. 
relinquish command. Yes, sir. To who? Hmm? So he's trying to take the ship. This young buck is trying to take the fucking submarine. I don't think that's going to work. So what he does is he, uh, Dodge takes him down, jumps on the mic, and here we go. Sir, I checked the manual, and I am well within my rights. <clears throat> All hands, this is the captain speaking. Executive Officer Martin Pascoe has something he'd like to say to you. <clears throat> Men, Exo Pascal here. I feel it is my duty to inform you that we are no longer in contact with Consoblank. And we have left the containment area in direct violation of orders from Admiral Graham. The captain does not deny this. <laughs> so I need, I would like your support in asking that the captain hand over command of the Stingray to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love the laughing. <laughs> it's great. So I, th you see what's going on here. I don't really need to explain this part. It's very self-explanatory. There's a little more. I'm going to go ahead and kick it for you. Marty Pascal. God, God bless you. God bless you. Okay. So he's done. And then we get Dodge taking them the, uh, the old uh, radio back. And he does say something here to the crew. And we'll go ahead and play that. This is Captain Tom Dodge. No man or woman in the U.S. Navy has ever been court-martialed for following the captain's orders. However, if any of you would like to support Exo Pascal, you may speak up now without fear of punishment or reprisal from me. Well, Mr. Pascal, looks like you're guilty of attempted mutiny. That's absurd! These men love me! Okay, attempted mutiny. Just want everyone to know something. Uh, mutiny in the military is pretty fucking serious, number one. Number two, it is also treason. I don't know if anyone knows what the penalty for treason in the United States is. It could be death. So, pretty, pretty serious offense um, if they actually do bump up the mutiny to treason. Treason could, treason, treason can get you killed. Um, but, uh, what they do instead is, uh, even better. They make him walk the plank. Would you come to the control room, please? He calls, uh, he calls the panic and here they are. Fellas who follow the sea, yo ho and blow the man down. It's time to be baby Lieutenant Martin. Yo ho and blow the man down. Give me a plank that looks out on the sea. Okay, let me um, let me try to paint the picture of this scene for you. A surfaced submarine with a crew that has improvised pirate outfits. Uh, one guy has a belt of beer cans on with beer can floaties, and they are all Milwaukee's best cans. They are all improvised as pirates. There are pretty crazy outfits on here. And uh, Harlan Williams, or Sonar, is your keyboardist. And they literally take Rob Schneider out and 
make him walk the plank. Um, <laughs> it's not as bad as you think. Lauren Holly was not happy. She was uh, kind of like looking like, oh, my God, what are they doing to this man? Well, what they did was they got a uh, looks like a little shrimp boat. <clears throat> and they ended up pushing him out of the net of the shrimp boat. And they had him take him back to uh, back to back to <laughs> back to sea. Um, so nothing happened to him. He wasn't hurt. He just, they just kicked him off the goddamn boat. And this is what happens. I love Rip Torn's, Rip Torn's reaction to this. So this exercise. Oh, I missed it. Hold on. I got to go back to this. You got to have Rip Torn's reaction to this. I missed it by a couple of seconds. Hold on here. All right, hold on. Okay, we'll just do it from right here. I'm, I'm, I'm a couple seconds early, but let's just go from right here. Made him walk the plank. So this exercise <laughs> has gotten out of hand. Not only has they made him walk the plank. <laughs> great shit. By the way, another great movie. And what actually is a funny part that Rip Torn actually plays a a pirate is um, Summer Rental. A, I mean, I, I think everyone uh, on this show has heard me praise and tell how much I love John Candy, his movies and everything. Summer Rental is a great one. Summer Rental is actually one of the first movies we saw John Candy as that fun-loving dad character. So if you've never seen that, Rip Torn is in it. And he does play a character, which actually makes this movie. I didn't even think about that little tie-in right there but till right now, but um, that is a little... Kind of a kind of tie-in right there. So here we go. Let's keep going. Bruce Stern's pissed. He violated the rules of this war game. But he's gone AWOL with U.S. government property. The man should be court-martialed. Maybe, but you can't find him. I don't have to. Dodge wouldn't have pushed it this far unless he was planning to make a run on Norfolk itself. I'll be waiting for him. You'll be waiting for him? Yes, sir. I plan on taking charge of his capture. Okay, so he does. He jumps on a helicopter and gets himself out to the Orlando. And uh, he gets on the Orlando. And he's not, again, he's just kind of a douche, this guy. But he gets on the Orlando, and they find out once again the Orlando is closing in on um, on the Stingray, their submarine. And they're obviously a little nervous about it. So let's just hear a little bit of what their plan is possibly going to be here. When Once again, uh, we get Dodge. He uh, very creative, but sometimes dangerous. Uh, five destroyers, three frigates, and a commercial super tanker, sir. The Denali out of Philadelphia. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We have fulfilled every requirement of this mission except one, Norfolk. Presently, there are several ships positioned outside the harbor to intercept us. To get in, we're going to have to use a tactic that is somewhat bizarre and extremely risky. If any of you feel it's not worth it, please let me know now. Uh, actually, sir, I think we prefer to go with the bizarre and risky. It's worked for us so far. I think we should continue to kick ass, sir. Yeah! That's right. Very well, then. Make for the tanker. All ahead full. The tanker, sir? 
We're gonna use it as a hat. How do we get in? Right between the screws. Uh, if anybody's wondering, just want to explain that part. If anyone knows or doesn't know what he means by right between the screws, right between the props, that could literally rip their fucking submarine to shreds. Those props are giant. They are metal. And moving as fast as they are, they are basically saw blades coming towards a submarine. So that's what they mean. They are going to go right in between the props. Why don't we just come up from underneath, sir? Never fool them that way. You got to go through the cavitation. They lose us for 20, 30 seconds. Then all they can pick up is the tanker. I think everyone knows what the cavitation is. In between the props, you're going to get a lot of water disturbance. You're going to literally get a cave right there of water between where the boat is and the props are. So you, you literally get a cave of water right there. or a, It forms almost a cave. You go right through it. Sounds dangerous. I've never done a maneuver like that, sir. Well, sure you have pinpoint drills in the simulator. This is way over my head. Just focus on your procedures. You've all worked so hard to get this far. I don't want to be the one who screws it up for you. Emma. Okay, so she backs off, and he is trying to push her to do it, but she doesn't. She backs off. She gets nervous. She gets timid. She gets scared. She doesn't do it. So he goes, okay, fine. I'll take over. And he starts taking over. Um, and he's going, he's going, and, I mean, they are just, he's kind of purposely telling them a few things wrong at this point. Now, we get a leak going on because they're going in between these, you know, they're going right in between the screws, and finally she jumps in because he's like, listen, you either get here and do this or, you know what, fucking here. What is it like? Nothing, sir. All right, just we're not listening to water gurgle. I'm going to move up a little bit. Here we go. We get a leak coming up in a minute. Oh, make that two and a half degrees down bubble. Two and a half degrees down bubble, aye. Maybe one and a half, sir. Be quiet, Lake, or do it yourself. So we can all tell what he's doing here. He's sort of doing it wrong in order to get her to jump in and say and do it right. Um, he's pushing her to do it, and here we go. It's getting tough to hold in all of this wash, sir. I must be right behind one of the props. One degree left rudder. No, sir. Chops heavier to port. We need right rudder. You think? Okay, so once again, they're trying to go right through these two fucking props. And they got the, they're risking getting sliced in half by these fucking giant metal saw blades in the water spinning at them. And <laughs> Thank you, Smark. I appreciate it. Fucking nerd. <laughs> you fucking nerd. All right. Um, here we go. <laughs> you know better than get up here and drive. I don't think I should, sir. You're the only one who can, Lake. I'm guessing here. folks she's stepping up and i gotta tell you this is a bit of a turn on all back one third right full rudder right full rudder right ten feet in closing sir 
She's fucking going and not letting up on these motherfuckers. So they're going through. Finally, they do get through. All the shit stops. Everything slows down. When the Orlando says that they lost him, Bruce Dern starts flipping out. Now, this is when we get a leak in the back. Ah, Harry Dean Stanton calls up. Listen, we, we got a leak going on back here. Who's the one person you think steps up and fucking goes back there and helps him out? Stepanic. Steps up, I'll take care of it, sir. He goes back, it is a goddamn mess. Once again, it's not really um, something I should really play. It'll be as loud as the other part. Water rushing in. Stepanek is back there making these guys. He's like, fuck that, I ain't dying on a fucking sub. And he gets all the leaks, all the leaks plugged. Um, So once again... They're finally in there. Everything's quiet. Everything's cool. And um, they're just, you know, finally in there. And everything is quiet. They are happy. And after the, um, they're taking a little break. And Lake goes in to talk to Dodge. I was just wondering how. Half a heartbeat. (laughs) You know, you. You scared the hell out of me, Emily. Permission to speak freely, sir. Granted. Sir. <laughs> A little smooch on the lips from Lauren Holly right there. So you're saying he's got a chance. Most of y'all will get that. You movie buffs out there will get that one. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we get, once again, we had a, you know, we get everyone back there. Once again, everything's finally calmed down. Everything's chilling out. And um, they do end up, like I said, the boat's after them. The Orlando's after them. They have more than the Orlando after them. They have the Orlando after them. They have all the uh, planes in the air. They have all the destroyers up there after them. And this is uh, the next scene. Oh, tanker's turning. What? It's not going to... Our folks, sir. We're gonna be uncovered here real soon. Damn. You want me to stay with them, sir? No. We got a lead on the Orlando. We passed the surface ships. We got to make our run on Norfolk now. There's a lot of active sonar out there, sir. Orlando's on definitive search and destroy. Can't be helped. At least we'll know where she is. Okay, so again, you everyone understands what's going on here. The um. Denali, I believe, is who they were using as a hat. The tanker, it's a super tanker, the giant ship, it's turning. They're not going to be able to use it anymore um, at all. So they're uncovered. They're basically completely exposed. And here we go. Got him. Two, five, zero, 12,000 yards. Christ, he's already ahead of us. The Admiral has the con. Admiral, all due respect, this is my boat. Not right now, it's not. With all due respect. Ahead full. Course two, five, zero. As he said, the Admiral had the calm command, and he has literally just taken over this dude's ship. Fuck you, 
I outrank you. This is what we're doing. Um, so there you go. That's another part, right? That's uh, and then finally, they do. Um, after that, right there. So that 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 that's that part right there. Sorry about that. Um, and they're gonna make a run for it. And they decide this is it. This is where we're gonna make the run, and they do. It's not going to North, folks, sir. Oop, we're gonna on. be uncovered here. Twelve thousand yards. Sorry about that, folks. I didn't mean to go past there, but uh, here we go. Let's go to the next scene. I apologize for that. This is Admiral Graham. I'm on the Orlando, and I'm putting you on notice. When informed of a shooting solution, I expect you to acknowledge it in accordance with the rules of this war game. Since when did the rules become important to you, sir? You watch yourself, Dodge. You are addressing a superior officer. No, merely a higher-ranking one. Catch us if you can. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> all right! Give me all you got, Howie. I serve! This is what I live for! DVF! So he said something there. He's, uh, he said DBF, old Howard did. Diesel boats forever it was an old saying they used back in world war ii he probably believe it or not actually said it since he was actually back on a boat in world war ii um on a submarine in world war ii he probably literally said those words and uh he does something a little you know you got the old guy back there taking care of the motors what else is he gonna say and what else is he gonna do grabs a grabs a bottle of jim beam Opens the gas tank. What are you doing? Whiskey! Thin down the mix! Gives us another 50 RPMs! Gives him another 50 RPMs. He's thinning out the mix in the fuel, is what he's doing. This crazy son of a bitch. Um, but yeah, DBF is uh, is a little thing. It means diesel boats forever. Like I said, it was a, a very famous thing they used to say during uh, World War II. And... Um, there you go. So they're running, and they are running. They're running on the top. It's the only choice they got at this point. Um, and, uh, oh, damn it. Did I just play the same clip again? I don't think I did. Let's see. Yards and closing. Con, torpedo. Request permission to arm flare, sir. Okay, so they're... Lo okay, so at this point, what they're doing is they know they're caught. They're loading up torpedoes. Remember, all they have to do is take Norfolk. That's it. So here we go. Hell no. Ready torpedo tubes one and two. Aye, sir. Torpedoes? Trust me. Okay, whenever someone says trust me, you guys, everyone knows what to do, right? Whenever someone says trust me, let's all say it together. Don't trust them. Yes. Very good, everybody. Very good. Whenever someone says trust me, you don't trust them. Exactly. Okay, so... All right, um, so they're loading real torpedoes up in there, and that is what he's doing. So they go, and he lets these torpedoes loose. He's getting them ready. Here we go. Three. Bearing mark. Two, six, three. Range, nine, zero, zero. Second mark, sir. Haven't got the time. Got to shoot from the hip. 
Bearing 263. So there you go. They're firing two, two torpedoes. Now, you might be wondering why they're firing two torpedoes. Well, there's a reason. And I'll let him tell you. Sir, we have a shooting solution. There you go. The Orlando gets the shooting solution. But remember, two torpedoes have already been shot and are floating in the water. They are gurgling through. Get the stingray right away. Give him the coordinates. I want to tell him. He's targeted. If he has the guts to acknowledge. Sir, it's that uh, general, what's his name again? Forget the phone, put it on the squad. Okay. Yes, sir. Nitro breaks out the old Falcon glove, puts it on, and hits the switch, and it works. Submarine Stingray. This is Submarine Orlando. It has been confirmed. You are targeted. Submarine Orlando, this is Submarine Stingray. Stingray 1 speaking. We acknowledge the kill and congratulate the Orlando and all the fine men on that boat. Well, thank you, Captain. However, at the time of your transmission, I had already fired two torpedoes. What? You can probably hear them in the water. And though we are dead, our fish are on their way to the Naval Station dummy ship. They hit. We still win. Har har. So there you go. <clears throat> so that's what it, that's why he went ahead and shot them. So they may be dead, but if they hit, like he just said, they still win. So they're going through the water, and he is he's counting down. And of course, it is a dead nuts hit. He hits. He wins. He takes Norfolk. Great, great little thing right there. Now, right after. They get off the ship. They are in full uniform, most of them, except Harry Dean Stanton. And um, they're in full uniform. They go. They see Rip Torn. This is the last clip, everybody. And uh, here it is. He, they're out. They're marching. And we get uh, Bruce Dern runs up to Rip Torn. He's pissed off. And uh, here we go. Sir, this entire exercise is invalid. Dodge left the containment area. After you had narrowed it without proper authorization. He mm -hmm. ignored a direct order. Stow it, Yancey. He had higher orders. And you can forget about that third star. Uh, he just took his career from him, basically. And uh, here we go. Let's keep moving. Captain, you certainly pushed my order to the breaking point. Thank you, sir. I mean, if that's a compliment. However, under the circumstances, I will not be able to give you your own Los Angeles-class nuclear submarine. Yes, sir. You will be given instead a new Seawolf-class nuclear submarine and will attend its launching on Friday. And this time, you'll be given a proper crew, one commensurate with your tactical and leadership abilities. Thank you, sir, but I'd have to decline. Decline? 
I would not be in line for such a promotion without the help of my present crew. I could not in good conscience accept another command without them. Still setting terms, huh, Dodge? Just respectfully requesting, sir. Well, at least you got my son to face forward. Stepanek, <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, sir? Yes, it's his mother's name. His salute still leaves something to be desired. We'll work on that, sir. You do that, Commander. So there you go. He sticks up for his crew like a like a leader should stick up for his crew. He sticks up for his crew. He says, listen, I can't take it without it. He gets it. And um, we also find out something I didn't mention. I purposely didn't mention it. Stepanek was his son the whole time. The whole the guy trying to get kicked off the ship and all that shit. It was his son. And he had said once his father was an admiral or something and wouldn't let him out. Until he did uh, his time in the in the military, now we find out who that father was. Um, so, and that's about it. He sends the crew off. They go out there, and of course, I said he got the girl, and he does. And the Lauren Holly decides to ask about the tattoo once again. Let me see what part I'm at here. Sorry. Oh, okay. So he tells her he's <laughs> she. Here, I'll just play this. Live it up, guys. You earned it. Thank you, sir. I'll try not to overdo it. <laughs> Sonar. What exactly is this tattoo I keep here? Well, it's a long story. It was just after the Murmansk brushing incident. I believe you're familiar with that. Okay, so we literally start the movie with hearing about a tattoo on his genitalia. And we end with a story about a tattoo on his genitalia. That's just how this movie goes. But once again, I think this movie is just... Again, I'm not going to sit here and say this is one of the great... This is such a great comedy. It's excellent. It's amazing. It's not. It is a good, fun comedy to watch. There are some very good actors in it. And I just enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I thought you guys would enjoy me. And like I, talking about it, like I said, I, I was very close to not doing this tonight as early as I was up and as long as I was out today. But um, I'm glad I got this done. Um, great movie to watch um, if you guys want to watch it. I actually, it's on, if anyone has, um, oh, I looked it up today. I think it was on Cinemax. If you have the Cinemax app. It's on there. So, see, even Smart wants to go ahead and check it out. I appreciate that, Smart. And you should, man. It really is a good movie. So, um, on that note right there, folks, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. I don't think there's any more to really get into with the movie. But like I said, great little movie. You should definitely be checking it out. If you have not checked out Down Periscope, you really should be. Like I said, a big cast of characters, believe it or not, for the time that this movie came out. Um, I mean, I mean, like I said, you got William H. Macy, who is a, uh, who is kind of turned into one of those really, really big actors and even wasn't even that huge to, w during this movie, but has become one of those huge actors. Kelsey Grammer, who's one of those intense, serious actors, mostly, um, 
Yes, he did start off once again, like I said in the beginning, on comedy shows like Cheers and had his own show. But the dry sense of humor was a little more amped in this. It wasn't as dry of a sense of humor. He kind of played that happy-go-lucky guy that we don't usually see from Kelsey Grammer. Um, I mean, th- this is like a part you would see like a like 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 a like a Travolta playing or something. The 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 the, the kind of you know the drunken badass with a tattoo on his dick. Yeah, you just don't see Kelsey Grammer playing some sort of military badass with a tattoo on his cock. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe you do see him playing that part. I don't know. It's just me. I don't see him playing a gentleman with a cock tattoo. I'm sorry. I just don't. I just don't. But anyway, folks, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Let me go ahead and knock these plugs out one more time, and I'm going to get out of here. Um, And, of course, you know what? The first plug I'm going to do is go ahead and tell you guys not to forget me, Smart Wrestling Outlet, right here, Mixer.com slash Wrestling Outlet, right around 10.15 p.m. Wednesday nights, right after AEW Dynamite is off the air. We are talking wrestling and all kinds of fun stuff so definitely check us out right here on Mixler and wherever you get podcasts from and speaking of great podcasts you've got the high marks cheese man mojo g whiz they are the high marks once again mixler.com slash metal mitt podcast network is where you can check them out you can check them out on youtube and definitely sunday nights 8 30 p.m eastern time that is where you should be And, of course, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades, Inhuman Experience. Anywhere you get your podcast from, check out the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. Eric, Doug, and Daniel, they are the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. They are the EUP Network. If you go to Blog Talk Radio, you should be checking them out wherever you get podcasts from. And check out Stephen Milan reviewing movies. He's over there on Letterboxd, B-O-X-D.com slash Stephen Milan. There's two L's in Milan. And that is it, folks. I appreciate everybody joining me tonight. Uh, good chat room. Um, the Elsewhere listeners were great. I definitely appreciate everybody listening elsewhere, wherever you're listening from. However you're listening, I definitely appreciate it. And uh, like I said, on that note, we will. I'll be back next Saturday. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to think about it. I, to be honest, let me make sure I don't have anything to do next Saturday because I completely forgot I had the BB gun course, um, the BB gun archery course today. And um, let me make sure I'm not doing anything. So, all right, folks, on that note, thank you. 